Pensacola's Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings 5 to 9. For the Mobile River Bridge and the Replacement Bayway Project, the one we've been telling you about for years that was put on hold because it wasn't going to fly to have a toll on that scratch. They are back with a proposal that says, look, this is a $2.7 billion project and the entire budget of ALDOT is only half that. Just wrap your brain around that for a sec. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, WSRE TV. It's 9.07. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Hey, if you'd like to chime into the conversation this morning, um, we have a lot to discuss. WSRE is in the house. Mary Riker, Marketing and Communications Director for WSRE, is here. Good morning. Good morning, Jenna. Thank you for having me this morning. I'm I'm thankful that we have so much to look forward to, uh, so much to learn about, and WSRE is back in full swing when it comes to events um, with all different fun things happening, and we're going to be a part of it, and we want you to be a part of it as well this morning. So join the conversation, 850-437-1620. Our text line is open here on News Radio 92.3. Also, we'll probably hear in a little bit once we get into the full swing of our discussion from Steve Taylor in the newsroom. He actually has a part to play and some things to share on the topic that we will be covering this morning. A couple of things. Uh, but like I just mentioned, WSRE is back full swing. We've missed out on a couple of years with with things here and there. I know as um, we kind of get into the fall, school is back in session, kids are back, and everybody's looking forward to maybe just a little bit smidge of a bit cooler weather. We like to go to events. Events are fun in the summer, but in the fall, it just brings something different into the atmosphere. And so you guys did not... You did not just save any time. We are just jumping right into it. We've got the uh, the wine and food classic. We've got this uh, season 13 studio amp, the free concert series. So we've got a lot to cover as well as a very important docu-series that is coming up here very soon. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, Mary, what do we have to look forward to at WSRE? Well, you know, we're educational television, and we are licensed to an academic institution. So really, this is uh, the new year for us. We're starting a new year. We have a new board of directors, and we have a lot of new events. And uh, we're back to having in-person public events. And uh, uh, the first thing uh, is the new documentary from the Florentine Films team, uh, Kim Burns Shop, is The U.S. and the Holocaust, and that will premiere on PBS on September 18th. We're going to have a preview screening next week on Thursday evening. Um, Steve Nissum, you might remember Steve from being a Channel 3 sportscaster, but he's with Studer Community Institute. He is the chief storyteller for Studer Community Institute. He's also the son of a Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. So he is partnering with us to uh, put together a panel discussion after we have a free preview screening on Thursday, September 8th. And um, he's also going to produce an in-studio episode for us. That will air after the documentary on PBS, and it'll be called Pensacola... uh, 
the Holocaust in America, Pensacola Perspective. So we'll have some local folks reflecting on the film and um, sharing their stories and relationship to this topic. But on a much happier note, um, and we'll get back to that. Yes. That's really what we're here to talk about. But uh, our studio... Amp concert series is back. Yeah, tell me a little bit more for those of us who um, we have a lot of new community members. Right. A lot of they don't know, hey, where do I go to get to enjoy all the fun things in Pensacola, which there's more. We love the beach. Yeah. We love the downtown, but there's more. So community engagement is a big and production is a big part of our, our mission here. And um, we also like to support the local artist. So Studio Amped is an opportunity for local artists to perform their original music. All of the original, uh, all of the music is is uh, their creation. And it's really regional. Um, we, I know Royal Horses will be the first band. They're out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And they frequent here every now They're awesome. So they're going to uh, kick us off on Monday, September 26. We have five shows. Lex and the Luthers, they're from Pensacola. Uh, the next night on Tuesday, September 27th. Then the following week, we've got Jessie Ritter. She's pretty popular around here from yes. Gulf Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more singer-songwriter and storm folk also from Pensacola. So Jesse's on October 3rd, Stormfolk October 5th, and then on Friday, October 7th, we always partner with the, for this will be the 11th year, I believe, always partner with the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival. And they'll have uh, some of their songwriters that are down from Nashville, usually Nashville, and they, uh, uh, Renita Cross, who is the, or Renita Cross Pasquale, who is the director of the Songwriters Festival, festival handpicks uh three songwriters to perform a show and they sing in the round and it's it's always an award-winning show for us and um and it's it's really special but this is an opportunity we're producing a tv concert series but this is an opportunity to come and be part of the live studio audience and it's free and it's fun and uh, it really sounds so good in the amos studio so that's coming up so be looking for information on that and then the other thing so studio amp we haven't been able to do since before covid and yeah, the other right. thing, we, we thought we were bringing it back last year, but then the Omicron popped mm-hmm. up just in time to put those um, plans at bay as our wine and food classic. This will be the 32nd wine and food classic. That's so, amazing. So um, it's our signature fundraising event. There's a lot of community participation, a lot of sponsors. Um, some of the chefs we have participating this year, it's a walkabout tasting. And it's going to be at Studer Community Institute on that plaza out in front of the building. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, so pretty. Yeah. So okay. we've got, uh, and we ha- kind of have a Hispanic heritage theme this year. So think of it as a foodie fiesta. And we have um, Republic National Distributing Company always partners with us. So they'll be providing the wine. And since to tie in with the theme, they said they bring a little signature cocktail, a mojito. Okay. And uh, we have Alejandra Ramos. She was the host of the Great American, or she is the host because there, there'll be a second season. But uh, the Great American Recipe was a cooking competition show this summer on PBS. And the host of that, Alejandra, uh, she is going to be joining us and she's so much fun. Oh, she's also been featured on the Today Show. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. kind of like a this is no and, joke. Food and lifestyle. October is also, um, is that 
Hispanic History Month as well. Hispanic Heritage Month Heritage starts Month. September 15th and ends October 15th. So That's, this okay, will, it stretches through. will be the, the grand finale for Hispanic Heritage Month. It's How's funny. That? It comes right in between two months. Yeah. I like it. Okay. And um, some of our favorite restaurants are there, and they're, all the chefs are going to put a little Latin American or Caribbean spin on their, their dishes that they serve, and you can vote for your favorite dish. But we have a kind of new in town, Juan's Flying Burrito. Oh, uh, yeah. Kenny Anderson there, Jason Duckworth from Seville Quarter, um, Keith Pardue from South Market. And, yes. you know, they've opened up Kitty Mitchell. So Jared, the chef at Kitty Mitchell, is joining us, and he's kind of new. I don't think he's new to town, but no. uh, he grew up here, but I think he's back. Yeah. And um, Chris Tingle from McGuire's, who, who is one of our big winners. A lot of people always vote for for their dish. Uh, Manny Rodriguez from Innisfree Hotel. So we've got... Um, a great lineup a couple of smaller uh restaurants or chefs i don't know if you've ever been to joe's uh carib it's no. like at langley and ninth avenue but it's like going on vacation so okay it's caribbean cuisine and that's uh joe perez or jose perez and uh, jennifer lowry she has conchitas she's a, a caterer and uh so she she does you know hispanic food and, yes um, fabulous and the pensacola state college uh, culinary program they always they do a fantastic job so enough about that you're about to see a whole lot of promotion on that Mm -hmm. um starting september 1st when we're about six weeks out you the tickets are 50 dollars per person so it's pretty reasonable for what you get yeah that's amazing and it's a fun party nobius the local band nobius is going to be providing music so it's a it's a fiesta it'll be fun and uh we hope that people will get their tickets you can go online to wsre.org slash wfc wine and food classic but if you go to wsre.org you'll find it and find the link yeah so and it's incredible all the information pops up if you see a flyer around town just scan the qr code and it pops up to purchase your tickets right away with all the information you can watch a little promo video um it's really incredible you guys do a fantastic job with your flyers and getting information out let me just tell you that it makes everybody who wants to go out and do something their life a lot easier mary and again mary Riker is here wsre is in the house i love that we get to partner to bring more events to you uh whether it's fun events and just stuffing our faces with delicious food from our local chefs or if it's more of a an educational event or of course music and i've been checking out over here while we've been chatting mary about just the first band that's coming out just to backtrack a second to uh, Studio Amped, Royal H- Horses kicks it off on September 26th. Again, that's a free event. Um, it's really cool. They have their page just shows just all the fun that they like to have with music. They've They're got amazing. a new album. And so shout out to Billy Harrell. Um, you might know him from the reunion band. and yes various other <laughs> his career but he's retired now but before he retired even he has been the executive producer of this program for this is the 13th season he finds the bands and in fact i got to join him uh at final a while back because we wanted to go and hear uh, royal horses and they're really good i cannot wait i'm yes. already just enamored with their entire vibe i, I think i'm just going to use the word vibe that's what i get <laughs> okay and one more shout out you mentioned our our graphics and our flyers and our yes, promotion ma'am. to tracy burgess she is our in-house graphic artist for i don't know how many years but she's so talented now that came from pbs 
Sorry, you can't see that if you're listening on the right. radio. But the rest, she, yeah, she I like created. Studio Amped. I like how we've got like the guitar right here and you have the frets. I, I really like that a well, lot. Good. She did a so, fantastic job. Anyway, shout out to Tracy because she's behind the scenes and um, makes us look really good all the time. Yes, I'm holding up flyers back right. here. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, we're going to hop into a deeper subject. And of course, uh, we've got Steve Taylor in the newsroom. He'll probably hop in here as well. Um, so coming up uh, in September, just eight days away. We've got eight days away for the uh, preview screening and the panel discussion for the U.S. and the Holocaust. And uh, this is a very important docu-series. And let me go ahead and be the one to say that WSRE has always been known for being family friendly. So has PBS. Uh, my kids have grown up on Curious George and Daniel Tiger. Uh, Sesame Street was just, that's my childhood, right? And so knowing those things and then it grew into that's how I started watching more TV was the educational shows. And, you know, it's, it's really about educating our public and bringing family friendly educational moments. There's also sensitive moments too, because history is sensitive and there's some parts of history that are uh, more graphic and intense. And so this event, although is open to the public, just use a little discretion when it comes to when we're inviting you, bringing the younger crowd in. But on that note, um, the US and the Holocaust, I want you to be able to just share, uh, Mary, this is a film by Ken Burns, which I know Steve Taylor knows who that is mm -hmm. and um, is an admirer of his work. Uh, it's also Lynn Novak, as well as Sarah Botstein. Right. And um, I want you to just share, I think you said this was a six, is it a three part? Yes, so three nights. The premiere will be uh, September 18th, 19th, and 20th, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So Ken Burns, um, many people are familiar with him but he produces these mega documentaries Lynn Novick and Sarah Botstein have been part of his team for a long time but this is Sarah's uh, directorial debut so that that's good but um, the, it's a three-part six-hour documentary uh, it explores and it'll be available at, it premieres that night but we also have the PBS video app and you can go to our website you can you know stream anytime um, these programs are available for free Usually, I didn't look this up before I came, but usually like at least six weeks after the broadcast premiere, you have time to stream it for free. So um, anyway, it's inspired, it's inspired by the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum's exhibit, Americans in the Holocaust. And, um, you know, it just, it covers just one of the worst humanitarian crises in yeah. In history. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So um, it'll examine the rise of Hitler and Nazism in Germany, um, global anti-Semitism and racism, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, and it will even talk about, you know, race laws in the American South. Um, so it's, it's a tough subject. And the focus yeah. is on America's response to the Holocaust. So we're, we're kind of the focus of the film. And, um, and this is going to be a, like a Pensacola perspective that is featured on well, PBS, right? Well, yeah. Back up. Okay. So we have this. <laughs> okay. So we have a preview screening next week on September 8th. Yes. Then, and a panel discussion led by Steve Nissum. Steve That's is right. the son of a Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. And he has put together a panel 
um, and we'll have Q&A after the film. And then the uh, screening is like a 40-minute screener. So we're not going to have you sit there for six hours to watch that. Of, of course, <laughs> so it's of kind course. of a, you know, a, um, a summary of the film. But these events are always so special, um, mainly because of the people who show up and participate in the Q&A and share their stories. But this is a tough subject. I was looking at um, the screener last night, and the historical images and footage they're real and they're very graphic so um and there are there is an educational component to this there'll be on september 13th there's a virtual um program for teachers and you know the the focus is middle school and high school teachers and i would say if your kids are any younger than that they shouldn't come to this event just because they're really disturbing images it's what happened but it's it's hard to um hard to see and and a little one shouldn't see that Exactly. No one should have, but... Right. So um, then after it premieres on PBS on the September 22nd, Steve is going to host an episode of In Studio, one of our local um, yes. you know, conversation panel type programs, and it's going to be titled The Holocaust in America, Pensacola Perspectives. Okay. So some um, local... I know he's got some other children of Holocaust survivors lined up, Um Rabbi Joel Fleekop from Temple Bethel and Rabbi mm-hmm. David Cohen Enriquez from um, B'nai Israel Synagogue. They'll be on those panels. So um, anyway, it's really good. Yeah. And if you've seen any of our early advertising, we um, one of the people featured in the film is Rebecca Erbeldine, and she is with the U.S. Holocaust Museum. She was a, uh, like the historical advisor to the Kim Burns documentary. And uh, so she has a book out called Rescue Board. So we have advertised uh, the first 100 to register. We get a free copy of this book. Well, we already have over 100 people registered. So, and we really just started advertising in earnest yesterday. So I think we're going to have a really, this, you know, it's one of those things that really affects everyone. Um, You know, I don't have that in my family, you know, a Holocaust survivor, but my parents were World War II veterans Mm -hmm. and my uncle was killed in the wars in the army so uh so and you know we're getting further and further away from that generation so this is so important that we we tell these stories and that we know the truth Absolutely. And that's where I want to bring Steve in. We just have about six minutes left here on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Mary Riker. We're discussing this docuseries. It's a three-part, six-hour docuseries, uh, a film by Ken Burns, Lynn Novick, Sarah Botstein. It's called the U.S. and the Holocaust, and uh, it's pretty much the U.S.'s response to the Holocaust, and it's a piece of history that we just absolutely cannot ignore. Um, I grew up uh, outside of New York City, um, where I worked for many years, was a very large Jewish population, um, having the name Jenna, and then I can't share my maiden name, Uh, But my maiden name just kind of led to people believing that. I was a nanny for Jewish families. And um, yes, they carry pieces of history where they have pictures on their mantles and in their homes of the family members that they have lost. And I, like you, Mary, have shared, I cannot personally relate to that. But we took a class trip in my junior year to Washington, D.C., which is something very normal to do up north. That's just what you do and we saw every single museum there we were there for a whole week right wow. the only <laughs> one that stood out to me was the holocaust museum and the one that i could never the part i could never shake is when they walked us through the hall of shoes right hmm. and for the rest yeah. of my life 
I will see those little baby shoes in my brain when I think about it. And I know, Steve, that this part of history that sometimes we just use the word Nazi or Holocaust way too flippantly in an American culture, right? It has kind of lost its meaning over time. Uh, people, it was applied to, to that particular instance, but people now are using it to anything that's bad. Oh, it was a Holocaust. No, mm-hmm. it, it has diminished the actual meaning of the actual event. And, uh, you know, most of us in the Jewish community, we have family. It's like half of my family tree is gone. Yeah. And I, I did a documentary film. Of, uh, it took me five years to do. Yeah. Uh, but part of it does illustrate what happened in my family during the Holocaust. Because we knew in the 1930s uh, what was going on in our little village of Gombin, uh, which is about 50 miles west of uh of uh, Warsaw in what is now Poland and uh, so most of our family was still there and so if my grandmother would come over here it was in contact because family is important and as Hitler uh, came to be even though they were in Poland they knew you know they were worried and they knew about the restrictions or that were going on and they knew uh, Hitler had eyes on basically expanding the German Reich to include just about every other country in Europe and they're on the list and so long story short to, uh, tomorrow's September 1st is the anniversary of when uh, Germany actually attacked Poland beginning the actual war and a week later they showed up in the village my family came from Gombin and the town was 5,000 people about 2,500 Jews 2,500 uh, Catholics and they rounded the Jews up in the uh the square and basically shot most of them and I have photographs of that and including my family members and then they put them in a 250 year old synagogue that was like on the Polish historical you know registry barbecued them in there and then kept the most able-bodied to uh, you know do slave labor but they were everybody was gone by uh, a thousand years of Jewish history in Gambin was obliterated by 1943 and uh, so but we knew before that in the Jewish community, what was going on. So my grandmother uh, was very instrumental in bringing over four members of the family that she was able to rescue. And they they came over in the late 30s and uh, before uh, the borders were totally closed out. And they lived in basically our house. Uh, wow. And uh, I was, of course, I, I was born just after the war. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so there, my mother and my, my uncle, as kids, grow, grew up with the people, kids that were rescued. And a couple of them went on to become a rabbi. Another one became a very famous concert pianist and composer. Uh, another one was with the World Health Organization. And they would not have existed had they not been rescued by my grandmother, uh, and, and this wasn't just you know we the community like I say we knew while it, it seemed like the outer world was saying oh no those are just rumors no they're not going right. to do that and of course the question we've always had and, and the one thing I don't understand is hate yeah. I don't understand people who take and hate a group a, right. for, because they have a different color they have a different religion they have a different whatever you know you may not like a certain individual from that group but you don't label the whole group right. as evil you know yeah. and blame them for your problems which is right. what the whole thing happened uh, Hitler was very good at uh, with the propaganda that you know any, any problem in Germany it's yeah. their fault you know right so we need to restrict them and you know then finally of course the whole uh, final solution so that's that's the personal story and I think it's not just you know the Holocaust there have been other uh groups that have been targeted through the uh, through millennia it's just not the Jews and it's just the whole thing of why do people hate right. and then act on it 
We need to learn from history. Yes. Steve, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I hope to be able to attend this with you. I think that would be a very special moment oh, yes. um, for you, for your family, for your heroic grandmother. Uh, I salute her in who coincidentally has the same last name you have she she her, she her, her her name was rifka boroshek she when she anglicized her name was betty Barr. what <laughs> what <laughs> a coincidence so- yeah Oh, okay. We're going to have to talk more about that. But please go online today, wsre.org, and sign up. It's free. Yeah, wsre.org to register. Yes, and Mary, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Steve, for sharing your story. Oh, absolutely. We have to learn from history. If anything, let's not repeat our mistakes. And then let's learn from it as well. Stay tuned. We've got more here on Pep Talk.